Hi, welcome to Bookie. To unlock more world-class bestseller, please download our app. Just search for B-O-O-K-E-Y at Apple Store or Google Play. You will get 7 days free trail with more features. Today we will unlock the book Influence with you. So what is Influence? Influence is the ability to change others' minds and behavior in a way that others will readily accept. We all know that we need to consume rationally, but it is challenging to do so in modern society. Sometimes we line up in a long queue for two or three hours to buy a cup of coffee, or get in a frenzied rush at Christmas to buy discounted goods that are not needed at all. The worst thing is, we have no idea why we do that to ourselves. Why would I spend so much time? What should I do with that stuff? Don't worry, and this is not your problem alone. In fact, it is our common pattern of human behavior that drives us to do these stupid things. To simplify our lives, our brains have already formed patterns of automatic behavior for things we always do in daily life. Just like the autopilot mode, we press the button, then it runs automatically. In certain situations, we will react instinctively and unconsciously. For instance, we are shopping for a TV and seeing different prices. We will naturally think, you get what you pay for, and assume that TVs with higher prices will surely have better quality. Because of this type of patterned automatic behavior, it makes us vulnerable to fall into intentional influence traps, and comply with others without thinking when making a choice. This book Influence reveals six main psychological principles hidden behind the obedience of others towards us. Businesses and experts of persuasion constantly apply these principles to obtain our compliance. After listening to this bookie, you will gain insight into the secrets of others' compliance, learn how to protect yourself, be able to make better decisions, improve your influence on others, and eventually achieve greater success. The author of this book Robert B. Cialdini, is a famous social psychologist and globally renowned authority on the research of persuasion and influence. He is a professor in the Department of Psychology at Arizona State University for many years. Although the author himself studies psychology, he still finds himself easily fooled by small businessmen, vendors, operators, and others. So he started to research persuasion and obedience techniques, and eventually wrote this book, Influence. In the next part, we will explain the drives and common obedience traps that influence people when making a choice, and how to protect ourselves through making more rational choices from the perspective of the following six principles of influence. First, the principle of reciprocation. Second, the principle of commitment and consistency. Third, the principle of social proof. Fourth, the principle of liking. Fifth, the principle of authority. Sixth, the principle of scarcity. Let's first have a look at the principle of reciprocation. When we shop at the supermarket, we often see some salespeople offer free samples for us to try, such as a small cup of coffee or a small cake. Some people feel guilty if they leave after this, so they feel the need to buy some products. This free trial marketing method used by businesses utilizes an effective strategy to make others obey the principle of reciprocation. This so-called principle of reciprocation says that, by nature we feel obliged to return the favors that another person has done for us. According to anthropologists and sociologists, 
This kind of reciprocal repayment is the necessary foundation for the successful development of human society and civilization. In ancient times, reciprocity made sure that our ancestors could exchange living resources and skills that they lacked, which significantly enhanced productivity. Reciprocity also creates the essential bonds for establishing and maintaining interpersonal relationships. There are many examples in sales where the principle of reciprocation is applied. Businesses often use the free sample marketing technique. Take Amway as an example, the household and personal care products manufacturer. Their salespeople would offer some deodorizers, insect killers, or window cleaners and other trial packages to potential customers, and tell them they can use the products for 24, 48, or 72 hours at no cost or obligation. Afterward, the customers who have used the products will feel indebted, as they have tried and consumed some of the products, so they feel obliged to place an order. When the salespeople come and collect the trial packages, they would often successfully get the orders from the customers. The salespeople then bring the rest of the trial packages to another potential customer and repeat the same process. This is the power of the principle of reciprocation. No matter how disliked or unwelcome the person is, as long as he offers us some small favors, the probability that we comply to his requests will increase. Using the same principle, there is an even more clever approach to make others comply with our demands. And it is more effective than giving people benefits and asking for payback. What is this approach? Let's check out an example first. The author told a real story that he himself had experienced. One day while walking down the street, he met an 11 or 12-year-old boy who tried to sell him a $5 ticket for the annual Boy Scout circus. The author had no interest in the circus and refused to buy the ticket. The boy then said, if you don't want to buy any tickets, how about buying some of our big chocolate bars? They're only a dollar each. Then the author paid $2 for two chocolate bars. Afterward, he realized that he was not interested in chocolate bars at all, but he still bought them. This approach can be deemed as a compromise process influenced by the principle of reciprocation. The author calls it the reject-then-retreat strategy. Once you accept the kindness of others, you can't help feeling that you are obliged to repay. In the same way, if the other party does not give you anything but first makes a concession, you would also feel that you have an obligation to make the same concession. Basically, the principle is, when making a request, follow the large request and smaller request sequence. This request strategy is very effective. For example, when we go shopping, the smart salesperson will recommend the most expensive product to us first. In fact, they already know that you will not accept this deal. The key is that they first let the customer reject them once, so that they have a bigger chance to sell what they actually want to sell. Do you now realize that the same people who initially do us a favor or make concessions actually want us to comply? How can we reject the influence brought by the principle of reciprocation? What we need to do is to calmly deal with the attached compromises and concessions while realizing that it is just an approach and that we are not obligated to respond. If we do agree with the other's requests, we might as well accept it. If we determine that the favors given by others are not in good faith, but are specifically designed to trap or trick us for greater repayments, then we should ignore them and do whatever we need to do. 
This concludes part one of today's content, the principle of reciprocation. Let's summarize what we've learned here. The principle of reciprocation makes us feel indebted after receiving favors from others and make us want to repay them. Thus we accept others' requests or make some kind of compromise. The solution for dealing with the influence of reciprocation is to determine if the favors given by others are based on good intentions and to avoid making irrational decisions. Next, in part two, we will talk about the principle of commitment and consistency. Have you ever realized that, usually after we have agreed to a particular request or made a specific promise, we will strive to follow through? This is because once we have made a choice or taken a stand, we will encounter personal and interpersonal pressures to behave consistently with that commitment. We will try to preserve the consistency of words and deeds, which leads us to the principle of commitment and consistency. The book presented a case study. Researchers randomly picked 20 individuals on the beach. Then they asked their assistant to pretend as another beachgoer, lay a blanket out near the subjects, sit there and listen to the radio. After a while, the assistant left. Another assistant then pretended to be a thief and stole the radio, with the intention to see if the subjects would halt the crime. As you might guess, because of the risk of personal harm, only 4 out of 20 subjects prevented the theft. Later, they repeated the experiment, but this time the assistant asked different subjects, please, watch my things, and all the subjects agreed. When the theft was attempted, this time 19 out of 20 subjects actively ran after and stopped him. This experiment tells us that once people agree to a request, most of them will keep their promises, even if they have to give up some personal interests. Why? Because social ethics require us to keep our words and deeds consistent. If commitments are held, we will feel that this person is trustworthy. If a person differs in words and deeds, we will think that he is unreliable, and will be unwilling to cooperate with such people. Under the pressure of social ethics, it is easy for people to keep their words and deeds consistent. Just as the author wrote, it lies deep within us, our nearly obsessive desire to be consistent with what we have already done. Some businesses utilize this consistency of words and deeds to influence us. They first induce us to make some commitment, then make us obey through the inner pressure of consistency within us. Let's look at an example. To increase their annual sales, some toy companies will advertise unique toys before the holiday. After seeing the advertisements, children would pester their parents to buy the toys. However, the toy companies deliberately provide an insufficient supply, so the parents looking to buy the advertised toys would have to purchase other equivalent toys for the holiday. After the holiday, toy companies continue to advertise these unique toys, which makes the children want them more. As the parents have already promised, they have to purchase it to keep the commitment to their children. To maintain consistency, the customers have to spend twice the money they plan to, and the business can make a great fortune. The principle of commitment and consistency also makes us adjust our self-image to be consistent with our actions after committing. It even forces us to agree to larger requests from others. Another example includes companies that sell beauty, skincare, and healthcare products. The company's salespeople generally won't directly sell products to you when they approach you. Instead, they will give you free samples of skincare products first, 
and compliment you for being a beautiful and healthy person. After you believe yourself to be such a person, they will then promote the skincare products to you. When you decide to buy the skincare products, the salesperson will tell you how you can improve your looks. They will recommend that in addition to applying skincare products, you also need to buy related healthcare products for inner adjustments. You have already portrayed yourself as a person who values beauty and health to this point. To be consistent with your self-image, you will purchase additional healthcare products that you may not need. The author calls this the foot-in-the-door technique, namely starting with small requests and then eventually making people agree to larger requests. Many businesses will use the foot-in-the-door technique to start with a small request and eventually achieve larger orders. If you want to avoid the influence of the principle of commitment and consistency, you must think rationally. You need to realize that although it is good to be consistent in words and deeds, you can't stubbornly stick to it. After making a commitment, if we stick to it without thinking, this consistency sometimes can lead us to make the wrong choice. When we agree to some small requests, we have to think about whether these requests will affect our decisions on certain things. When someone makes larger requests, we need to reflect on what choices we would make without these people's demands, so that we can keep a clear mind without influence from others. This concludes part 2 of today's content, The Principle of Commitment and Consistency. Let's recap, personal and interpersonal pressures will often force us to make commitments, and we will feel the pressure to keep our words and deeds consistent. Once we agree to a particular small request, it may influence our self-image and increase our compliance to larger requests. When making choices, consider rationally, don't be stubborn, and don't blindly keep your words and deeds consistent. Today we are just sharing limited bookie. To unlock more key insights of world-class bestseller, please download our app. Just search for B-O-O-K-E-Y at Apple Store or Google Play. You will get 7 days free trail with more features.